Hi, Liz. Hi, Gwen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Instigating Women and Friends. I've got a hot topic for you today. Oh, boy. Let it's, me have it. I will. Well, it's, um, it's National Women's Equality Day. Yay! Yay. Are we equal? And no. Are things equitable? No, they are not. No. Tell um, me more. So what I've been thinking about, and actually you and I've talked about a little bit in the past, um, is the work that women do to prevent us as a whole from being equal. <laughs> and it reminds me of this song that uh, Taylor Swift recently um, recorded called Mad Woman. Um, and I can't remember the exact line, but it has to do with, you know, we like hunting witches too. We will do your dirty work for you. And I, I've just been wondering this question. I've been wondering about myself, like, why do we participate in that? Why do we avoid empowering others around us? It's like the minute we get a little bit of progress, we treat it like Gollum's ring. Why do we do that, Gwen? I don't know specifically, but I agree with you, um, especially in healthcare. I always heard um, nurses eat their young. Nurses, nursing is historically very much a women gendered career. And, and yeah, it's vicious. Um, I don't know if it's a dumping off, if, if they were treated poorly in their past, whether it was by men gender-based or whether it was by other nurses, then they feel that it's their duty uh, to get the younger ones through some hazing process um, of sorts, to know that the young ones have the muster and the muscle. And, you know, I wonder if it's the same thing with um, executive women and, and women of, as leaders in general. Um, I also wonder, is it just nature thinking that there are only so many roles and it's a competition? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to collectively unlearn that concept, but, and, and I was reflecting really like trying to turn the microscope on myself yesterday and thinking about the times in my own career where I've seen other women start to increase their, their positional power. Um, and where, and I feel like I've looked at them differently than maybe I would have if it was a man. Um, like I've, I've responded to it by using words like empire building mm. and, um, I just wonder what is that inside myself? And I think you, you mentioned nature and I wonder if it is this um, scarcity mindset, right? That we're operating from a scarcity mindset and that we, we think there are only so many positions at the table for us. We've internalized that belief, yeah. right? And so the minute another woman um, makes headway 
in her career. We experience it. I feel like it, upon reflection, mm-hmm. I, even in my last role where it was my, you know, probably my most um, empowered position that I've had in my career. And the minute somebody else started to seek additional power or influence, I took it as a threat. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. There are so many slots. You, you count the people around the table. There won't be another spot for a woman for me because um, how artificial is that? It's, it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. And I really, it makes me want to really pay attention to the language I use. Um, and, st- and, and I want, I want for me and for everyone else to embody that concept of empowered women, empower women. And so, so it's like, what do I need to do inside myself in order to take on the all ships rise mentality? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, what a, what a disappointing thing to me that I consider myself a feminist, a, a staunch feminist. Um, and yet I've done my own version of witch hunting. We all have. Um, so you're noticing it. That's step one. You're talking about it. That's step two. And I think we have all been trained that way because again, it's, it's only been a few years that we have had rights. Um, the glass ceiling still is not broken, even though it should be. Um, we've, we see our four sisters having fought so hard. I think we teach ourselves that we too have to fight, which is a word to watch. Me, I, I need to watch for that. And, um, and we need to pivot, I think, from fighting to embracing and reaching out. And, and if we really believe in raising all ships, make it about community. Mm-hmm. And whether I have that seat at that table or another woman does or somebody that believes in women and others um, who may not have had um, all that um, others do, we, do, we want voice. That's what's most important. And to relish in those that then have that voice is, is key. I'd also offer that I've been reading Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, and she actually did reflect on a Harvard Business Review case study. And so there is research to say um, that if you switch the name from Heidi to Howard in a business case about a successful executive, blinded studies do show that the more successful a woman, the less her likability is for both males and females. And it's the exact reverse for men. The more successful a man is, the more likable he becomes for both men and women. And so when I say nature and human, um, this is ingrained culture. Mm-hmm. Our ingrained culture is that women are expected to be the caregivers. And so the higher we rise in success, that's just countercultural. And 
men as well as women have a bias against that. Mm. So how do we notice our bias? How I mean, do we notice our bias. We have to seriously reflect on that with each and every instance. Yeah. I don't want to be a witch hunter. Mm -mm. I want to, I want to celebrate my witchiness. I want to go get my broom and my Stevie Nicks shawl. I, I think that's like starting point for me today. I am going to dress up in my witchiest woman outfit. Witchy in a good way, right? Right. I'm going to embrace it. <laughs> okay. I need to put on, I need to go get my Stevie Nicks playlist <laughs> and my Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Wow. Hey, it makes me think of um, Brene's quote, and she's doing it about um, anti-racism work. Um, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. Uh. And I think that how that applies to me today is that I'm realizing that I am, I am an agent. I'm an agent of the system. Yeah. And I need to check myself. We all need to check ourselves. Are, are we making decisions? Are we using words because of some artificial system? or because of some artificial written rule, unwritten rules, like we talked about last time, or because of some cultural bias that we have in here that we don't even recognize. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also, I think, hard to avoid that, um, you know, that shame spiral that we can sometimes go into that I'm like even struggling with in this moment. Like I feel I'm struggling not to be really kind of ashamed of myself and that isn't helpful. That's not helpful. Um, and this is hard. This is hard work and it's so important. I'm going to go look, I'm going to get my witch outfit on and I'm going to go look for some women to empower today. Awesome. I can't wait That's to celebrate. We're going to have so much fun in Halloween doing the, or in the month of October doing these. I can't wait. Mm, I love too. Halloween though. Just because I love to dress up. Me too. Me too. So I will look for some stuff to dress up into and, and work on my alter ego and ensure that alter ego is always caring, compassionate to other women. Mm -hmm. Me we, too. We must lift them all up. We all have lived experiences that are just very different than most men. Yes. Yes. And they're um, powerful and they're valuable and they deserve voice. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Gwen. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit here at the end of something uh, about something I'm reading. You might want to tap into it because um, I started yesterday and I like highlighted half the book. 
Um, and I can't say it out loud in case this podcast is being uh, expressed uh, with children in the room by anyone. So here you go. It's a really good read. And everything is effed. Can yeah. we say it that Everything is effed, a book about hope by Mark Manson. And I think what got me is I created my company and named it Loud Minds because I have these loud th thoughts in my head all the time and they're usually negative. And I, I found over time that that's pretty normal again, especially for women, but I wanted to understand it more. Um, and, and this book is really helping me understand it. And yesterday it almost was like slapping me in the face because I also um, really um, pride myself in my ability to be calm. And I even call that out on my website. You know, I'm the chief of loud minds, which the acronym is CALM for goodness sakes. And this book is like, it's, it's all a farce. You know, you're just fooling yourself um, because you really do have your, your intellectual mind and then your, your kind of your clown mind and your kid <laughs> mind. And the kid mind is what's in charge. And that's about feelings and emotions. And, and you really have to understand that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like, like to talk about feelings and emotions. I prided myself in all this armor around myself so that I never do express my feelings and emotions. And the truth is that's just not, not the case. They're coming out in really weird, not so healthy ways. Like what? So, oh, well, ugh. I've been working on my mindfulness practice and it's helping in everyday life. And yet then I thought, I'm not really being mindful about what I eat or what I drink. And you know what, being at home, who's to know the difference between a Monday and a Wednesday and a Friday and a Saturday. So true. And I never used to have beverages, adult beverages during the week. Mm, that's not the case since about March. And, and so I'm like, this is helping me understand that that's my monkey brain. That's, that's trying to just reward me for whatever I did through the day or for making me feel better um, at the end of the day, if it didn't go so well, or my eating, um, I used to intermittent fast and do well with that. I've, I'm in this kitchen all the time. And, and I used to think my logical, calm intellect brain, mm -hmm could rationalize that and get me back to uh, some sort of good, positive, healthy state. Um, and that's not true. I'm going to have to do all kinds of stuff with my monkey brain and um, more to come. I don't know. I haven't finished the book. I can't wait. I want to hear more about the difference between a monkey brain and a clown brain and a kid brain. Okay. Well, that's all kind of the same. I just keep using different words for the oh. same emotional, feely, rebellious brain. Okay. Yeah, my monkey brain put a notice on my fridge that says, um, the more you weigh, the harder you are to kidnap. So <laughs> eat cake and stay safe. And since March, I have really embraced that adage. <laughs> So it's going to be hard to kidnap me. <laughs> Stop it. You're crazy. 
I'm I'm good with it. I don't want to be kidnapped. Well, true, true. The chances of you getting kidnapped in your uh, area of the world are what? <laughs> I haven't looked. Oh, okay. But you're saying probably low. Probably <laughs> low. I I assume. I mean, my why to be more of a mindful, you know, eater, exerciser, all of that is I just want to be around, yeah. you know, like I had kids real, real late. Okay. I'm going to be with a walker at these kids <laughs> weddings. So I mean, that's my why that I need to not sit on the couch and watch, um, Oh, this might get edited out, but I'm going to say it anyway. Shit's Creek, the best show ever. Uh -huh. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting coached by you after you finish that book. I'll, I'll do some digging. I'll do some research over the next week. All right. You good? Well, I think we're good. All right. Um, happy national women's equality day. Let's go yeah. empower some women. Let's go empower some women. Let's do our high five, our virtual. <laughs> See you, Liz. <laughs>